0: The black and gold live here twenty four seven. This is SNR.
1: I, I I keep hearing that it's close. Yeah, I'm right, gonna. Right. I'm I'm not. Here's the thing. So, our colleague Jerry Dulak wrote before the Carolina game that the, that the Steelers could have that, that that contract done as soon as after the, the Carolina right, game. Right, right, right. So then, everybody in the media got painted. Well, you said he would have a contract by the after the Carolina game. No, I, I never said that. I said mm-hmm. he would have one before the season started.
0: And we recognized that Jerry mentioned it, and, yeah. and you know, Jerry knows the stuff. And, you know, uh, right.
1: Over the weekend, I, I had been hearing, or uh, Friday, I believe it was, or Thursday night. I can't remember now. The days are all running together. It was a long weekend. It was that they were super <laughs> close. Uh, they're they're very close to it on a deal. So I wrote a story that they're very close on a deal. what could be signed as you know as soon as early this week. Mm-hmm. Then every day, every minute that it doesn't happen, I'm an idiot.
0: Oh right, right. You know, like I'm, I'm just pulling I'm this nervous, stuff out right.
1: of the sky. Why hasn't this happened yet? I'm just telling you what I what I what I've been told, people. That course, this, this right. is not this isn't your you opinion.
0: No. no, right. The other thing that makes me crazy too, and we've talked about this a little during this whole situation. Is boy, is he going to be in shape? Is he sitting on the couch? No, I mean, really, his preseason has been very similar to Cam Hayward's. <laughs> one of them's just talking about a contract and the other one yeah. is You're keeping him out of harm's way as much as possible. He's working out Joe with Joe Hayden
1: team. barely practiced in, in training camp right. this year. Right, I He mean, played a little bit in the Carolina
0: game. Absolutely, and, and there's a lot of guys across two series the league in the Carolina none game. in the yeah. preseason you know, that aren't worried about a contract. It's not, like, it's not the olden days, folks, where people are sitting at home, you don't know what they're doing, we better get them in here. He's been there every step of the way. He's isn't doing team drills or being in games.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I don't think it's a big deal. In fact, Mike Tomlin referenced uh, Aaron Donald in his holdout in 2018. Um, Donald signed, I believe, 10 days before the season started. But Donald wasn't in camp, skipped mm-hmm. the entire off-season workouts. It was different back then. Yeah, skipped right. everything, skipped training camp, skipped the preseason, came in and played 62 snaps in the opener against
0: the Raiders. Probably pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> Just a he's hunch. Aaron I don't Donald. remember yeah. the game, but I'm sure it was pretty decent. And I think you'd expect the same from Watt. Yeah. yeah. So, n- Hopefully it is much ado about nothing. He's oh, by not the way,
1: you know, Aaron Donald finished that season with 20 and a half sacks.
0: That's <laughs> so a really career high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, he wasn't even around the team. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot to add to it. I mean, my parents, my friends, what's up with Watt? Are they not going to have him this year? I'm like, what, I don't know why everyone thinks that at all. Maybe it's a Le'Veon Bell
1: situation. You know that's got everybody a little mm-hmm. gun shy in Pittsburgh right now. Boy, you know, he, Le'Veon Bell didn't have a contract.
0: Correct. Right. It's a he. Much different had, situation. They had
1: placed the franchise tag on him, but he never signed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Watt is right, under right, contract. Right. There's a big difference there.
0: Right. And and people probably don't understand that either. Is, okay, we've slapped the franchise tag on you. You have to sign it you to, have to sign an it. an yeah. NFL football player. Correct. Uh, otherwise, you are un, an unemployed football player. And the team
1: yeah. has your rights. And your team has your rights, yeah. and
0: they can trade you or do whatever or rescind it. That's not what's going on here with Watt. They picked up his fifth-year option. This is his fifth year. It's no different than anybody else. You're just showing him the courtesy of having a chat about his contract. It doesn't mean he's not going to play. There's
1: also a narrative out there that the Steelers shouldn't sign T.J. Watt
0: I've heard that to a as big, well. To a
1: big contractor, one that makes him the highest-paid defensive player.
0: How are they ever going to get their quarterback?
1: If you, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you don't sign players like T.J. Watt, the message that it sends to your locker room is that you're not going to pay anybody, right? And it then you become does. the Bengals,
0: because, yeah, or the Pirates. Right. (laughs) If
1: you're not going to pay, if I'm in that locker room and I know who TJ Watt is, I've played with TJ Watt. He's our best guy. He's our best guy, Mm -hmm. and they're not going to pay
0: him. Are they going to pay me? Sure. Probably not. I think what people get scared about is the, and this probably is no different than 1980 when the first player signed their first million dollar contract. The numbers are just so much bigger now. They are, you know, when you yeah. hear twenty million, things like that, or highest paid defensive player, and it's a lot bigger than it was. He'll five be the highest paid
1: ago. defensive player for what? About, well, maybe the rest of this season. Six let, months. Yeah, but yeah. it won't be. He won't be the highest paid defensive player this time next year.
0: No chance. No chance. No. And it's all relative. It's all how much of the cap is it, and how are you spacing it out, and all those type of things too. Like those, those guys, and I keep referencing this, but I remember being eight years old and. First million dollar man on Sports Illustrated. I remember Nolan Ryan signing his million dollar deal. Mike Schmidt was one of them or something like that. Like, oh my God, what is happening? Million dollars. Three years later, they were like the best deals in town. Yeah. You know, even like Pat Mahomes' deal blew people away. Ten year deal, four hundred million or I mean in the ballpark. See,
1: that's the thing that people don't understand because people look at football contracts like other sports. Like the same way they look at them in other sports. They don't look at what the actual deal... It, it's the yearly deal on this.
0: Right, Patrick, how much guaranteed? Patrick
1: Mahomes' how, how base can... salary this year is $990,000. <laughs>
0: exactly. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. I yeah. Mean, their sal- his salary, he could have held out for much more. Patrick than...
1: Mahomes' cap hit this year is $7.4 million. Like now, folks, he signed a deal... 10 years, $450 million. It was
0: four fifty. His cap
1: hit last year was $5.3 million. His cap hit this year is $7.4 million. Do you have the ones coming
0: up? Because there are next some year, huge ones.
1: Next year jumps to $35 million. That's still a That's bargain. That's still a bargain.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> he's the in most tw- valuable player in the whole league.
1: 2023, it jumps to $46.8 million. But by 2023, 2024, 2025, when he's in the 40s, mm-hmm. The salary cap could be three hundred million dollars. It could
0: be. It certainly will be over two fifty unless without a doubt other pandemic or crazy thing. Without a doubt, because they've now
1: started adding the gambling money into the into the equation. It's going to go up
0: dramatically, and these teams know it, and they're signing. And these agents know it. You know, so so much of the fans know it. You know,
1: uh, for example, like the Miles Garrett contract, which Mm -hmm. is probably going to be very similar to the one Watt signs. He still his cap hit last year was ten million dollars.
0: Right, that's nothing. His
1: cap hit this year is like twelve. Yeah. Just because you sign TJ Watt to a five year hundred and thirty million dollars. I'm just pulling numbers yeah, out. Yeah, whatever it is. Five years hundred and thirty million dollars and it averages, you know, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight million dollars a year. The average, the average doesn't, doesn't matter. mean that that's what he's getting this year. That's the way it works in baseball contracts. That's the way it works in hockey contracts. Mm-hmm. It's not an average of the he doesn't get twenty seven million dollars every year. Right. It, it, you perfect. build that
0: so you can sign your future quarterback. Exactly. I mean, you laid that out well. Ten years, $450 million for Mahomes doesn't mean he's getting $45 million a year. I mean, by any stretch of the imagination. And when the time comes that he does, what's that, three years down the road or whatever, they'll be very well equipped to deal with it. You know, Kelsey's not going to be around. And, you know, they know it's coming. That's right. the beauty of it. You know it's coming. And at that point, they could say, hey, Pat, you want to restructure?
1: (laughs) Right. We've won
0: three Super Bowls in a row, and we want to keep everything intact. You want to restructure? Here's how
1: his contract is built, and this is the hang-up right now with the the Steelers. With Watt Watt and and the Steelers. So in 2022, when when Mahomes' contract takes that big jump up to $35 million from seven, he has a $27 million roster bonus, Mm -hmm. too. That's the guaranteed money part of
0: it. He gets a check for $27 he, he gets a ch- million. Dollars,
1: on right. whatever date that they decide, yeah, yeah, he yeah. gets a check for $27 million. That goes to $34.4 million in 2023. Mm-hmm. He's got a $38 million, almost $39 million in 2025. In in 2027, when his cap hit jumps to $59.95 million, he has a 49.4 million of that is a roster bonus. Okay, folks. He's not gonna. That's that's, that's not, not gonna, gonna happen. happen.
0: Things will change between now and then. With
1: Patrick Mahomes will not count fifty nine, almost sixty million dollars against the Kansas City Chiefs salary cap in twenty
0: twenty seven. I think you're one hundred percent correct. I mean, unless the cap is three fifty by then, even at that, even they'll, they'll still that want to. They'll, yeah. they'll still want some wiggle room. Right, right, they'll right. They'll need right. To, to make some adjustments. That's the way these work. It's just a really, a very lucrative commitment to one another that we're in this together for the long haul and we're going to restructure here and there and we're going to use each other's uh depend you know extra cap space we'll give it to you here or we'll move it around for your buddy but people are around, but... people
1: are treating this like like the Steelers are buying a new car here
0: well I you know I, I just
1: signed the paperwork for the you know $25,000 loan that's this is not that and it's not this that is talking all. about spending $150 million on a player right so and... yes there are there are Bumps in the road in negotiations.
0: (laughs) And if you really wanted to be cynical, you could say, I'm not sure that TJ's the best defensive player in the league or one of the top three or four. Okay, I'll argue that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think if you're investing in any defensive player, he'd be near the top of the list along with Garrett and others. Okay, but he, to your original point, in two years, he'll be the 20th paid defensive player, you know? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I just don't understand the angst. Uh, maybe there's nothing else. We can't talk about backup quarterbacks anymore. I don't know what else. Maybe, <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to talk about something. So Yeah,
1: and there's also some people out there pushing the narrative. Well, you know, he hasn't helped them win any playoff games. You, well, you probably don't get to the playoffs without T.J. Watt.
0: That's one of my least favorite arguments in all of sports. Yeah. Well, he never wins playoffs. playoff It's games. a team game. It's a team game, and do you think they'd be better without him? Yeah. You know, and back to the quarterback point, we know a year from now, well, we don't know. We think a year from now, they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. There's potential for that.
1: Certainly a strong potential.
0: Strong potential in some way, shape, or form draft, free agency, trade, whatever. And having gobs of cap space will be very useful. They're still going to have gobs of cap space. Yeah, you know he's not going to be a sixty million dollar cap hit next year. Yes, believe
1: know. it or not, they'll also be able to sign Minka Fitzpatrick
0: and uh, right that's and still have enough too. and
1: still have enough room to maneuver and to, to sign other people.
0: Yep, and and as we sit here, the NFL Network's on, and he's the ninth ranked player in the whole league this year, and that's about who he is. And he's like I mean, the
1: second ranked defensive player on the second ranked, player, yeah, behind player, Aaron like, Donald,
0: who's maybe the best defensive player that ever lived. <laughs> so, you know, like... Other than that. Other huh? than that, you know, why is there any issues? He's going to play against the Bills under contract and maybe under a new contract. That's really the only story.
1: track is estimating their cap space for next year right yeah, now yeah. as we sit here at $83 million.
0: Yeah. What do you think he will count next year? I mean, rough ballpark. He's, he's 10
1: He's ten right now. Maybe he counts 15. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because usually that's it's how be they kinda do kind of like that Mahomes
0: yeah. deal. I mean, it's not going to be like the first year you sign it all of a sudden you're eating up a huge chunk of cash. And the
1: beauty of it is if you if you've drafted a young quarterback, he doesn't cost anything either.
0: Well that's the other approach is yeah, it? it leads you to the next big thing. Mink is going to get signed no matter what happens the yeah. and he'll Again, probably be the highest eighty three
1: million year. dollars.
0: Right, And oh,
1: by the way, Minka's under contract next year at $10.6 million. That's the other thing. They need to sign Minka now. No, they don't. They're in the same situation right now with Watt that they'll be with with Minka Fitzpatrick next year.
0: Right. If we fast forward one year, 365 days from now, and Minka's not under contract, and all Steeler Nation's losing their mind, is he going to play in week one? The answer is he's playing in week one. He's playing in week one. (laughs) Because he's under contract. Oh, by the way,
1: I'm looking here at SpotTrack. You know they do the calculated market values on players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they cal- are pretty dead on, too. Their calculated market value on T.J. Watt is $27.8 million a year. A year. Their calculated value on Minka Fitzpatrick right now is $15.9 million a year. So even if you give those guys that number, mm-hmm. that that's what they're going to get next year, you've still got, f- oh, I don't know, $40 million to, of mad money. to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot of
0: cap And you can space. still move stuff around. There'll yeah. be one or two cap casualties as every year. You know, right. That, that that allows you to add a four, you know forty million dollar quarterback if you want if you want if you want I mean you, you have to buy other things I mean, yeah you, you have to fill out the roster so that's a little off but we know these ro- these caps are very fluid fluid yeah yeah you know I mean you can change things around if you have to you know you just restructure to it you can do that with other people but they can go get a quarterback next year if he's super expensive or if you can find a cheap one. You could go get whatever you want. Right. <laughs> you could get the best left tackle on the market. I mean, you could get whatever you want. Or just keep investing in your own.
1: Right. And that's, and you You know, never lose anybody. Uh, again, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Steeler fans just aren't used to being in this situation. That's I'm not the problem. either as a Steeler right. analyst,
0: to be very yeah. honest with you. You know, like, the, the the biggest thing I look about with the cap space is you wouldn't lose the Javon Hargraves. You know, right. the mid-round pick that's a really good ascending player. Like, boy, I wish I could keep him just can't do it this year because it's too tight. You know, maybe Bud Dupree at his price, you say, I'd rather have the cap space or, you know, but a, a Hargrave or – I'm sure there's many examples over the years. Like all good organizations, you develop a really good player and you just can't afford them all.
1: Yeah, I like mean – When Heismith's up. Y- you yeah, know, yeah, well, I mean, that's not – I mean, That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. It all, it you got in him in for a right, couple more years. Right. So it's it's not – And e- It's not an either-or situation for the Steelers is, is – you know, no, is the is the point,
0: and the biggest point is he's playing on Sunday. Correct. He is <laughs> T.J. Watt.
1: I'm not going to say I'd bet my house on it, because things can happen. He could right, get, right. would right. he like could your house. Pull a hamstring, right? Uh, but if I had to bet dollars to donuts on it, I would say T.J. Watt will play
0: on Sunday in Buffalo, um, and probably play pretty well. And I'm going to take it a step further, and I would bet not my house, but. <laughs> I would bet contract. Brian
1: LaMartina's house.
0: Right. I absolutely <laughs> would. Sure. With a new contract.
1: And we don't want to see him homeless. No.
0: But we gotta, I got to spare a bedroom we can borrow for a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a good, there's still a good chance that this deal gets yeah, done. Yeah, I
0: don't think the deal's dead or anything. No. Either. You know, no. That's, the, that's the key. And I'll be very interested to see how they structure it. You know, just to see how... Because they're really good at it, too. Yeah. I mean, they, they set themselves up, up very well to... They, they always... It's kind of like chess. You know I mean? Some team, some players see three moves down the road. One see, some people see one or two. Some people get themselves in a hole, and they just got to, you know, scramble to stay alive. Steelers are really good at reading three, four moves down the road. Because
1: they always have a plan. Because they have a plan, right? You have to have a plan. And going they don't in the have a new agency. GM that has a new yeah.
0: plan. And, you know, right, you know, every other year.
1: Um, Mike Tomlin also saying today that there's nobody on the injury report. Now, that does not include Zach Banner. That does not include yeah, on to it or right, Anthony right. McFarland, but the other 53 guys are all healthy. That's great, um, you know. So they'll have
0: everybody available. Mm-hmm. There's no questionables. There's no. We'll see how he is at game time. Type yeah, thing. That's great.
1: But the interesting thing going into that game um, is as their roster that they put out, they put out their depth chart yesterday. Dan Moore listed as the starting left tackle. Chukwukor for listed as the starting right tackle listed Fryermouth and Ebron as co-starters at tight end.
0: That is interesting.
1: Um so if that comes to fruition, they would have four rookie starters on offense.
0: Wow. Not exactly how they drew it up, but some of it I I look at it two ways. I think that they were counting on two rookie starters, a center and a running back. Yeah. I don't think they wanted a starting left tackle, but I also think they liked Dan more than they expected. After knowing him for two months or whatever, yeah, after they Mike Tomlin,
1: him. he was asked about Dan Moore today, and he said, "His floor was higher than we thought it would be."
0: That's great. I think that's exactly what you want to hear. And
1: we talked about it before the draft. Rookie what a
0: left tackle floor. Could what be a, in the basement?
1: Yeah. What great. a great offensive tackle draft this was. It was. In a normal year, Dan Moore who was a starting left tackle for Texas A&M, a good team in the SEC.
0: Them and Bama had the best lines in all of college right. football last year, too, and he had a lot to do with that.
1: Probably goes in the second round
0: somewhere. I was going to say late second rounder. Yeah. I bet he's outside the top 50-ish, but no way gets in. He's in that in range, the, though. It, he's not there in 75 overall. You know, right. With, with his traits and the tape. Yeah. You know, and he an got him year. in the
1: fourth round this year just because mm-hmm. of the, the depth of the draft at that position.
0: And that's why when kills the Steelers – Why'd you wait to the third round to address the offensive line? Because they knew they could. Right. You know, it's a really deep center draft. It's a really deep tackle draft. The guard draft wasn't great. They didn't need a guard. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> right. Maybe next year that
1: changes. But it. right, right, right. You, if, you, if you know, there's if, very few. Let me if take. If they got eye. their future starting left tackle in the fourth round, see, I look This is a good thing. The long-term start, like, is are there going to be growing pains with two rookies on your offensive line? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely,
0: absolutely. absolutely. But if you could go. <laughs> And lump in lumping the left guard too. Over two drafts, you got three starters that you think you can you want to sign to the next contract. That's an unbelievable asset and it's worth the growing pains. And, and where I was going with this is let's say Banner, I assume he'll be fine in three weeks, you know, and we expect him to be great. If Moore's okay, I mean I'm not even talking I don't need to be Anthony Munoz or Tristan Wirfs last year. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. I'm saying, son, you're still a left tackle. Yeah. We'll help you a little more. Banner and Chooks can figure it out. And, you know, a lot can change. I mean, Chooks might be awesome or who knows. I mean, but more might be horrible. More might be better than you expect. But, man, if you have the luxury of going left tackle, left guard, center, with third-round picks or later for a long haul, you're going to be real happy about it for a long time.
1: Yeah, and it would, you know – uh, it goes back to like the people of pre-draft saying we can't draft a running back in the first round. Well, first of all, there wasn't an offensive tackle
0: at that spot. No, you could take it in Eichenberg, who's probably a guard. Yeah, he, you know, but there wasn't a tackle tackle. Yeah, this yeah. guy was
1: a tackle tackle. Yeah, you got him in the fourth round. Right. And I'm not again. I'm not. I'm not saying you know he's he would be. Maybe he's not to the level of Panay Sewell or some of these other guys. Oh, sure, guys. sure, right. Right away. Doesn't mean he can't grow into that.
0: But you might be handing the ball to Larry Roundtree right now. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the rubber. difference, yes. Right, exactly. You'd take those guys around earlier because there was no running backs. You know, if you took that tackle in round one, you weren't getting Javante Williams or ATN, who's hurt, by the way, but that's fun. You yeah. know that. But real quick, back to the starting thing, which is really interesting. Having such a veteran quarterback certainly helps rookie starters. Absolutely, no question about you that.
1: You don't want to have a bunch of rookie starters with a rookie quarterback.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't know it's a new system, right? <laughs> you know, they don't remember what it was like when Feekner was the offense coordinator. they they're, this is what we do. It's all
1: brand new for them. Yep, it's and all fresh. And my
0: my last two notes just on that subject are: look at this upcoming opponent. When Josh Allen took over. It was total opposite. They had all veterans around them. You know, where you, it's okay to have one—I think you said this well last week. Like, if you have a young quarterback, surround him with veterans. If you have an old guy, he can get away with rookies. You know what I mean? And it's just total opposite, but I think both systems work. And then back to Friermuth, don't you think that they're not any lower on Ebron than they were the day they picked Friarmouth no. or last year? I think that's just a compliment to the rookie. Yeah, I think they feel that, good,
1: that good about Friermuth, which is why— you heard here last week, we talked about him being a fantasy sleeper this
0: year. Yeah, right, right. He's going to play.
1: He's going to play. He's, he's going to play, play a lot. lot. Yeah, he's in the mix. It's just interesting. So you have four rookie starters. You've got two rookie starters in year two.
0: Counting Claypool, I assume. Claypool yeah, and, and, Dotson. and Dotson. Right.
1: And then you have Deontay Johnson still only in year three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chooks of Corafor is in year three.
0: Right. I mean, that's a young offense. I mean, even McFarland's young. I mean, Washington, if he comes back, isn't old. You're, you're you know.
1: veterans on that on, are, are the quarterback. Other back. than Ben. It's, it's Roethlisberger. It's Juju Smith-Schuster. People wonder, why, was, why did the Steelers <laughs> spend all this? You know Why did they bring Juju Smith-Schuster back? Think about how young that offense would be if he didn't have Juju Smith-Schuster. And he's, what, 23. He's
0: 24. 24. <laughs> he's the old guy. He's the old guy. I mean, Ebron's an old guy, and maybe he's not in long-term plans, and that makes perfect sense, even if he plays well.
1: Trey Turner's, you know. You're, Trey Turner, yeah.
0: but he's a rental for the yeah. year. You know, I mean, when we look at next year's team. But how many times do we talk about building the nest? You know, like, that's a young nest for whoever the quarterback is, veteran, rookie, whoever. And not all those guys are going to be wonderful football players, but you'll know. <laughs> right, you'll have a pretty
1: darn good idea.
0: And you have cards in your hands to fix the ones that aren't. That's what I like about it. You yeah. Know, uh, you know, I also think. your line's okay, but well, we need a right guard or we need a right tackle. We, we were just
1: talking about the Ben Roethlisberger situation and whether he comes back next year or not. You know, I think if he's out there and he looks around and he sees these guys starting to gel together a little bit, mm-hmm. I could certainly see him go,
0: yeah, I think I might want to come back for this group. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of help them gel and help them bring them yeah. along. I and like handing the ball to Najee
1: Harris. I like throwing the ball to Claypool and Muth. Mm-hmm. and these are the big receivers I always wanted. And I got the I got a great running game now, and you know,
0: yeah, especially if he has a pretty injury free year, his body feels good. I think that's the key. I think that's the key too. You know, and, and obviously his people around him help that, but so does the scheme and all that stuff too. And you know, eventually, uh, like all quarterbacks, he's not going to last forever. We know that, but yeah. It isn't out of the realm of the possibility that he looks at things, even if they win eight nine games, and says, "This team's on the rise. The one thing we need is a right tackle." And Mr. Rooney said they're going to go grab the best one on the market <laughs> or draft <laughs> one the first round. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I'll come back for that. Yeah. That doesn't, that's not so bad. Yeah. You're yeah, right. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's not so bad. No. It's a big I, picture, I'm really excited about this team. Yeah. You know, we'll talk I, a lot I, more. Yeah. You know, it could take a micro little. stuff. The but.
1: interesting thing about their schedule is that. Even though they open against Buffalo, mm-hmm. the first half of the schedule isn't daunting.
0: No, that's a good point because I'm a big believer in Warren Sharps. You know, strength of schedule based on Vegas win totals, and I often fight with my buddies about that. It's like you, you, worry about that too much because it's not going to last. I'm like it won't. I mean, but I think that's a good way of doing it because not every one of those teams is going to go under their win totals. You right. know, the teams that are good are going to be good, probably. But because they're harder games, at least where it looks today or in the second half of the season, there's a lot better chance you don't get Josh Allen if he was in Week 10 as right. opposed to Week 1. You know I mean, look, I at mean? The,
1: look at the Ravens already. Exactly. They're already exactly. down two running backs.
0: What if Lamar's out know? for that game? Or, boy, the season is what gone if, in the you toilet. Know,
1: Gus Edwards is, is gone now. All, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. and you're handing the ball off to Le'Veon Bell instead. You know. Right,
0: right. The teams we <laughs> expect to be good, I think – there's a better chance they are good in the first eight games than the second eight games because there's a lot of bad things that happens. are going to happen yeah. to everybody between now and then.
1: doesn't so, mean bad things won't happen to the Steelers as well. It they will. will. Right, right, right. But, yeah, I think if you're going to have a bunch of young guys learning on the job, mm-hmm. much better to do that early this yeah, season than I late. Agree.
0: And Buffalo's a very difficult test. And yeah. I, I hope we don't come in here Monday and be like, man, the Steelers got walloped and all Steeler nations down. And even if they do – I mean, we'll see how the game goes. But I probably am going to not change my opinion of this team very much. Not much, yeah. I think Buffalo's really darn I good. good. Fact, <laughs> yeah, I think they're good. I think they're going to do that to a lot of people this year.
1: I want to get to that here in the next segment yeah. uh, when we do some power rankings. I also want to get our Super Bowl picks. Okay. We'll do that one right after this. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're home for all, 20, uh, all Steelers talk 24 hours a day. Don't you, uh, go anywhere. We'll be back with another segment right after this. Showtime!
0: The black and gold live here 24 7. This is SNR. SNR.